Welcome to the Wild Teal Podcast. For more information on online courses like Yoga for Busy People and workshops and retreats, visit www.wildteal.com. And for information on Teal's alchemical stone and plant medicine elixirs, visit www.obsidianbutterflyelixirs.com. Greetings, my beauties, and welcome to episode two of the Wild Teal podcast. I'm broadcasting to you once again from the mountains of Western North Carolina, from Riversong Mountain Sanctuary, where wild is everywhere. And last time we started on this journey together of rediscovering our wild, of getting in touch with what wild is, what it means, how we can um, return to that, that state that is our natural state and how we can trust it. Because once again, wild is not something that is out of control. Wild is something that is simply not captive. It's simply not being held back by a shape or a container that's been imposed on it. And so... During this episode, I'd like you to just sit with where you are at with that concept right now. Does that feel comfortable or does it feel a little foreign or strange? Does the word wild excite you? Does it make you want to embrace it? Does it make you want to push it away? Does it make you feel fearful or excited? And these feelings around this word can be a good indicator as to where you are with your inner state of wildness, how much access you have to it, how much you trust it, how much it may be being hedged in by what we talked about last time, which is this overculture that shapes us into things that are a different shape from our original formation. Shapes that tell us who we have to be, the way we have to act, what we have to do, what we have to have, who we have to be with, who we have to love. It even tells us maybe that we can't love ourselves if we can't be a certain way, a certain shape. So just take a few moments, settle in your seat. Um, You could pause this, even maybe make a cup of tea. Make yourself comfortable. I have a cup of tea here in a beautiful little blue pot that my husband brought me from China. It's so tiny. Really, I could cup it in both hands, the whole pot. And the cup is even more tiny. And um, it's so precious. And, And it holds these wild tea leaves They're so fragrant. It's a mountain oolong, and so it smells like forest and butter mixed together, if you can imagine that incredible combination. So maybe grab a cup of tea, or maybe just get comfortable in your seat and straighten your spine and take two or three breaths. Just breathing in very deeply into your belly, and then exhaling letting out that breath.
And even now, after just a couple breaths, see, say that word again to yourself, wild, and see what comes up. So one of the things that I've found that tapping into and cultivating my inner wild has helped me with is sitting with uncertainty. And that's been a very good thing because the last few years of my life have been so bountiful and so amazing, but filled with so much uncertainty. And that was a bit of a surprise because a few years ago I decided to make some changes in the way I was living my professional life, my life as a yoga teacher and a healer, and the way that I was offering things. And I decided to take first a little hiatus, a little sabbatical, and go back and study plant medicine and get deeper into um, a lineage of of stone medicine um, that I discovered And then I thought, I'll go back to teaching, and I wasn't too attached to how that would look. But as time went on, it became more clear that the old way that I had been teaching for 16, 17 years of having classes and having a regular schedule was probably not going to be the way that I would teach going forward. And with that, this uncertainty grew. And yoga gave me many... skills for dealing with that uncertainty, meditating, sitting quietly, doing my asana practice, being in nature, all of these things were helpful, but sometimes it was still hard to take. So I began to look even more deeply into this wild land around me and to take some inspiration from that. And what I found is that nature goes through a cycle, through cycles of that we could relate to knowing and not knowing. So the spring and the summer, there is this sense of knowingness. You know, there's this sense of expansion. The plants, the animals, they all seem to have a direct direction. And this direction seems to have a very clearly defined purpose. The buds are being created, and then they're flowering, and then they're making fruit, and all these things are happening. The animals are coming out of hibernation. They're eating. They're getting some fat on their bones. They're making babies. They're creating their spring and summer homes. So there's a directionality to everything that's going on that seems more clear-cut. But then as Mother Nature goes into her fall, her autumn season, there is this inward motion, this quieting that comes about. And that quieting creates a space and creates a space for not knowing, for not doing, but simply being. And so we see the plants going down out of all this outward movement into their roots. And this causes the outward expression of them, this aerial parts, these top parts, 
to actually die back so much that in some plants, it seems that they're not there anymore at all. They seem to be completely gone. But really, they're down underground. And those roots are taking deep nourishment from this liminal space that autumn provides where they, they don't have to be doing so much of this big outward movement. And then that deepens, and as they go into winter, we see what almost looks like a complete hibernation or even a complete death. You know, we don't see a lot of of activity on the surface, but underneath, there is this deep juiciness, this incredible growth that is so foundational these roots that are spreading out, getting thicker and deeper, more sustained, more sustainable. And that is the, the foundation for everything that will come up as we go through that season, that cycle again, the wheel turns and spring comes again and all the directionality comes back, all the big showy, flashy growth And so as I looked at this turning of the seasonal wheel, as it's often called, as the cycle of the seasons, I could see that I had to get comfortable with going down into my roots. I had to get comfortable with what a liminal season provides, which is this area, this segment of time of not knowing. And then I had to go deeper than that. I had to go to a place where I could get really, really comfortable with death, with letting go, with releasing things that I had worked many, many years to cultivate, things that I loved with all my heart, things that were such an expression of my soul, and trust that they would manifest in a new way, that they would not be gone forever, that all the juiciness of them, all of the love, all of the work and the creation was there in the roots, and that in the spring those would come up in a new way that they would have a new expression, that maybe the plant would look a little different this time, but that it would be just as beautiful and just as robust. And so with that, I began to enter into a period where I could have a little bit more space around that, a little bit more of a feeling of wonder and exuberance and excitement And yet still there were moments, many, many moments, especially at night. I woke up a lot during this time. And I still do sometimes. Because these thoughts of, oh, what if I'm leaving behind this thing that I love so much and nothing new comes along? What if all this hard work that I put in just is is wasted? in some way. And that made me really sad when I would have those thoughts. 
And it was really, there was a desire there to even walk away from them, to not sit with them, to escape them. Because when we have these really deeply afflictive feelings, these hurtful feelings, that's the impulse. And so sometimes I avoided them. Sometimes I walked away from them. I did something to distract myself. But I tried to be very conscious and mindful of when I was doing that and mindful of when these things were coming up because that's what yoga has taught me over all these years. That if we skip over the process of these deeply afflictive emotions, these things that are causing us some suffering, if we don't stay rooted in them, if we don't sit with them, then we never get to the other side. We never get to spring. We never get to see this new thing that is going to blossom within us that we could never have conceived of, that we could never have believed would be so bright and beautiful and amazing. Because that, that compulsion to move away from the dark thoughts, the difficult thoughts, is a compulsion that is bred from fear, a fear of not enough, a fear that we've had the best days, a fear that we've had the best relationship, a fear that we won't have something. So even for a moment, just where does the fear come for you? Just sit with that for a moment and see if you can tap into what is the biggest fear? What is the one that really wakes you up in the night, that holds you back? And I think you'll find that it's something that you're really deeply afraid of losing or not having. So if we can just turn that around and again look back to nature, we see that nothing is ever lost. If a tree falls down in the forest, it doesn't cease to be a tree. It ceases to be a tree in one way. It ceases to be this upright thing with roots going down. But when it falls, it begins to undergo a really radical alchemical change. It begins to be to interact with all the elements, the rain and the sun and the soil, the wind, everything, and it changes. It begins to decompose. It begins to break down. It interacts with everything around it, with the insects that crawl around in it, with the fungi that begins to penetrate it. And it, it changes into something new. That treeness becomes part of the forest floor, and new things spring from it. The beautiful ferns and the cohosh and the may apples, lots and lots of fungi, lots of tiny little succulent plants. All these things begin to come from it, and even new trees that grow straight and strong and reach up for the light. So, my point is that we have to find a way 
to sit with the unknowing, the uncertainty, and trust that there is a beautiful process that is unfolding, that we are in a cycle that is natural and wild and perfect, perfectly cultivated, and that it will unfold into a new beginning, into a spring, in a summer. And then we will get that period again, that opportunity to slow down, to go down and nourish our roots, to have a period where we slumber a little bit, where we float between two worlds. You know, being between two things can feel so frightening, but the space between is where all the magic happens. Even if we look to science, if we look to the, to the quantum theories that have emerged, and we look at going down to the smallest particles, the smaller we look, the more closely we look, the more space we find in between. In fact, I've heard the number 96% of the matter energy in the universe is not something that we can see yet. I think we can feel it. I think we can perceive it through meditation and through different things like that, tuning in in that way with our spirit. But with our instruments, we can't see that yet. We can't measure it. Amazing. That is, a, that is more than a universe full of potential. We could say that that space in between is God or the goddess. And from that, everything arises. So don't be so afraid about what you might be leaving behind. Instead, just do what you need to do each moment. Maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to create Maybe you need to talk to a friend. Maybe you need to sit quietly and meditate or move your body, dance or do asana, cook some beautiful food, take a walk in nature. Do some things that help with that process. And don't be afraid to explore what those things may be. Don't harm yourself, but, but explore that deeply. You know, that can look a lot of different ways, and all of those ways are okay. And then whenever you can, say yes. Just say yes. Say yes, God, goddess, creator, creatrix. Yes. I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. I don't know what's coming next. I can't figure it out. I surrender to that. But I say yes. I know it'll be okay. Because when you say yes, you are opening up to a growth, a wild abundance and expansion that is, is there. It's just there waiting for you. And it will come. It'll come when you least expect it. It'll come after you've really probably just let go, surrendered, and said, I just don't know anymore, but I'm going to say yes. So another thing I would like to leave you with is something that a good friend gave to me and, and says many, many times again and again to me. 
I'm very lucky to have a friend who I speak to every day. And usually in the morning we check in with each other and just talk about our dream time. We talk about what we're doing on that day. And a lot of times we check in again at night. And oftentimes we just write long things to each other about what we're thinking and feeling and things that we're trying to work out, things that we especially feel like we don't know about. And sometimes even when this friend was writing to me something that maybe she feels like she doesn't feel comfortable with, doesn't sit with well in the moment, she would write the answer that she knew in her heart existed. And then at the end of that, she would say, I know this, you know this, we know this. And I don't know if she came up with that from her heart or if this came to her from another teacher, but she would always put that as a statement that this thing that we are struggling with, this thing that we feel like we can't figure out, here's the answer. Here are the words. I know this. You know this. We know this. And that was an affirmation that really still many mornings helps me to know, to have faith that we really do know, even when we feel like we don't. Even when we are filled with fear and uncertainty and we tremble and we cry and we're sure that we can't go forward, that everything is lost, that all of our best days are behind us. We know somewhere in our hearts that that's not true, that the universe is endlessly abundant, wildly exuberant, and that it holds us in its loving heart. It supports us. So I leave you with that. Thank you for listening. I hope that you listen again. And until then, namaste. Walk in peace, walk in beauty, and live your wild.